Hey everyone, welcome to Talking With Our Mouths Full. I'm Michael Chan. And I'm Nang Yeon Nguyen, and today we are at Dumpling House Restaurant, located at 328 Spadina Avenue. We are located in the heart of Toronto's Chinatown, the main intersection at Spadina and Dundas Street West. So that's a close walk to Dragon City, Chinatown Center, T-Base, and Crimson Teas, just plugging a few podcast mm-hmm, episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Dumpling House Restaurant is, as the name suggests, a place that specializes in dumplings. I love dumplings. Yeah. So in case anyone there doesn't know, a dumpling is a dough that's wrapped around a filling that's either savory or sweet. It can be prepared in a variety of different ways. Steamed, pan-fried, baked, boiled, or simmered. There's a huge variety of dumplings around the world. But for this episode, we'll be focusing on the traditional Chinese dumpling. So Nightingale, you you told me you have a bit of a history bite for us about dumplings. Yes, it is a very yummy bite. All right, hit us with some knowledge. (laughs) Okay, so one of the many legends is from over 1800 years ago in the Han Dynasty. It was a cold winter and a man named Zhang Zongjin saw his fellow villagers suffering from frostbite, especially around the ears. He was unable to stand idly by, so he got some mutton, chili, and some healing herbs, wrapped them with scraps of dough, folded the dumplings to resemble ears, boiled them, and handed them out to the frostbitten villagers. The villagers loved the dumplings so much that they requested more dumplings long after the spring began. Pretty fitting for this episode as we're having dumplings during the winter time. Well, I'm going to be eating dumplings long after spring begins. Okay, well anyway, I ate here several years ago when I was exploring more of the Chinatown food scene by myself without my parents. And I was actually fascinated by the fact that there's a restaurant that specializes in dumplings. And also a lot of my friends post pictures of this place to this day. Meanwhile, as I said earlier, I'm a huge fan of dumplings. In fact, one of my wife's pet names for me is Dumpling. Aww. <laughs> yep. Uh, actually, my favorite dumpling restaurant is Northern uh, Northern Dumpling Kitchen in Richmond Hill, but we'll talk about that place another day. Uh, today we ordered several dumpling dishes. So we have uh, pork and leek dumpling, pork and cabbage dumpling, uh, both steamed, and then we have pan-fried chicken dumplings. And something Yay. cool, and I've never seen this before, is the pan-fried dumplings I'm used to They come all separated, but the ones they have here, and you can see a picture on our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, but they're all connected. Like they basically just scrape it off the pan, all connected and put it on the plate. It looks like lace. Yeah, it does. It's so, so cool. Never seen that before. Uh, I'm gonna start digging into the steamed dumplings. Michael. Yes. Someone else is here. Oh, right. You're absolutely (laughs) correct. (laughs) So today we have a very special guest. He is the filmmaker behind Wuhan to Toronto, a short film that co-stars you, Nightingale. What, me? And explores the social isolation experienced by those affected by the COVID-19 or novel coronavirus outbreak. Jia Zhang, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, So, have you tried the dumplings? Oh, I haven't actually. This is this is my first time. Right, what are what? you guys trying? Uh-huh. I'm having everything. That's okay. I'm gonna try that as well. Yeah. I'll try that first. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Right. So the pork and leek. The wrap is very doughy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more doughy than I uh, I'm used to. It's it a lot is thicker. I agree. But I actually like it. Yeah, me too. Like the chewiness really kind of like contrast of the, the meat inside, which is really softer and tender. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think what I like is that it's really doughy, so that way the super like vinegar flavor, it kind of like balances each You're other You're right, because we are using vinegar with a little soy sauce, mm-hmm. and it's absorbing into the dough, which, yeah. Is, yeah. which is phenomenal. 
Yeah, John, why don't you try the, uh, the pan fry? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what yeah. you think. Let's do it. Oh, that sounded good. All right. All right, all right, all right. Oh, that sounded crunchy. Wow. It just squirted <laughs> all over you. Oh it's just like exploded. It's so Explosion good. Explosion of flavor. Since they exploded, it's like an XLB. Mm -hmm. So there is some juice inside. Yeah. So got to be careful if you eat these. <laughs> I'm going to try one myself. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the episode. It's, We're just going to be eating. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's pretty, pretty juicy. It's <laughs> like this Shanghai style bao. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah, XLB. Yeah. So good. All right. So now we already mentioned a little about the theme of your short film earlier on, but uh, could you please give our listeners a little bit more insight into what it's about? Yeah, of course. It's about uh, obviously racism around us in this day and age, but obviously it's more than that. Uh, it, it's a love story with a young couple. It can be couple, it can be sisters, it can be uh, best friends. They are whoever you think they are. And also I wanted also that scene was the the racist you know party it was actually inspired by a real event it happened about literally a week after a week before the filming right so what you're talking about is the coronavirus themed party in yeah. your film that you, you portrayed yeah yeah so i saw it literally like a week before the filming right and i was talking to the producer like it would be it would be interesting to have that in the short film because I felt like we never actually get a really, like a, I don't know, a really good response from from the university itself. Mm -hmm. Almost right. like, oh, those are the you know are the kids, are the students, right? Right. This but is like Queens you're talking. Exactly. About. But like you know the like the people there, they represent you know the whole environment because it's like a university town. It's like a university city basically. <laughs> there was. Um, Queens University, there was like St. Lawrence College, like only two like college or university in one city and like people came there and I just really want to show that, you know, like group mentality they had, like especially for parties you know, I want to create you know, a girl coming home and you know, obviously it can't be only the I don't yeah. know, only the housemates, it, they got to bring more people over just so that, you know what, like, fuck it, we, we can, you know, let's do this, right? Right. It's fun. It's all fun until, you know, someone gets, you know, hurt. Yeah. It's like more of like, you know, that side of like things, like, you know, the vulnerability from an international student that don't get a show enough on TV. Right. More they see is like, you know, like a, like a, I don't know, like a kid, like, you know, driving a Lamborghini. You know, but like, but like, you know, I just wanted people to understand from like a normal, like, international student perspective where they travel like 14 hours, you know, they took a like 14 hour flight, you know, not even Toronto, like they came all the way, uh, you know, to Pearson and then took the bus for like another four hours, you know, to go to Kingston and get settled, get settled in. And, you know, that's, that's, but like if, you know, but when something like this happens, you know, that's the type of um, reaction you get from the from the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking. It, cause yeah, it's mockery. Because you, sure. you would think, you know, especially with the displacement, right? I mean, you get really homesick, especially if you're an international exactly. student. Exactly. But even people here, right? Like uh, citizens of Canada who are Asian or permanent residents, there's a sense of isolation. That yeah, I, no. I feel that you've really captured in the Toronto section of your... Right. For sure. I, I feel like, you know, like, 
you know like what in that moment I felt like I definitely made a made a good uh, decision like to make to make it happen is that when I saw those negative comments under <laughs> City News Toronto I got like 80 dislikes I in one night that. yeah I got, you got like, more dislikes than you got likes on the yeah, city exactly. TV yeah uh, exactly it's almost like you know like article. you're not allowed to talk about it yo what yeah. did I do like yeah. I just you know I just literally make a short film where you know like and also at Queens is very different it's a university that was like founded by Queen Victoria mm -hmm. in 1841 something like that like people came there for the heritage like you know for the high quality like you know education there and you know like but like i don't know how to how to call those like um, like you know like during the chinese new year there's like um, like people put the put it on the wall Oh, calligraphy, like something like right. that. Right, the, the auspicious characters and auspicious yeah, uh, with decorations. Like a, yep. Yeah, exactly, those things. I actually shared the video to the group, to the overheard acquaintance group. There was like 35,000 people in there, in the group, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to I didn't want to share the, the video because I felt like, yo, I graduated already, right? It's, uh, you know, like if people feel like, you know, they want to share it, they can share it, right? But like no one did, right? And then on that day, that's like one day like after Valentine's Day, some Chinese kid, like some Chinese student, he, he like she, I think it was she, she posted like a, a status in the group. Like she, she posted like post a status with a photo where, you know, the, the, the thing on the wall gets like, you know, ripped off. Right. Right. It's like, you know, it's like vandalizing your shit. Like, like you get vandalized. It's like people trying to make you feel some type of, some like, you know, type of way. Right. If you show all your Chinese, you're gonna get like bullied. And yeah. like, if you go to your go back to your dorm, the stuff on your door, like that shows like, you know, say it can be your last name or whatever, if you're first year, like you have your, all your name tag. You right. know, they're gonna they're gonna try to do like a midnight or whatever. Like, you know, stuff like that is like, you know, it shouldn't be happening. Like no, it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not even like I feel like one thing is that from the comments that you can stay away from us. Like, if you see someone, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, like, you know, stay with you or near you. Like, you know, that's okay, you know. Because, and also, like, you know, things coming from, like, a lot of, uh, like, people have different experiences with, you know, with Asian people whatsoever. But, like, you know, hurting their like, feeling and trying to destroy their shit is, like, very, it's different. No, that's... And also, in case it's like, you got nowhere to go. You go to class, you go back to your dorm, and you go, like, and then, like, when you wake up in the morning, you're, like, your shell on the door gets, like, you know, where people, like, trying to draw stuff on it. It's, like, it's just not cool. Well, Nightingale and I always talk about how, uh, or not always, but since this started, how there's two things, right? right. There's racism. Right. And then there's discrimination. Yeah. Because there is a lot of, I would say, anti-Asian discrimination going yeah. on based yeah. on fear on unjustified uh, and uneducated uh, information about the virus and about how things work right, right. And, and it's actually something very interesting because I uh, was thinking I was watching your film and I noticed that in the party scene right. you it wasn't just like white people yeah exactly right? you actually had Asians there and that is a very interesting factor of this outbreak is that it's the people who are discriminating right. or have discriminatory behavior or right. biased behavior against Asians aren't necessarily just, say, white people no. or non-Asian people. It could be Asians themselves. And what that ends up happening and what you, I really appreciated that you tried to show, 
is that that it's like a double whammy of isolation here because you can't be around anyone without them trying to stay away from you. Yeah, exactly. you know, right? So, so flipping that around about isolation, you have the other half of your film in Wuhan. So, was that shot in Wuhan because there's footage, or is that stock? Oh, that was actually stock. Yeah, because oh, okay. we did it like you know such short period of time, but we felt like it's important to show you know we got footage of like Toronto, the right. actual footage where you know Nightingale like she's the, she's just like walking around, mm-hmm. um, and then you have like shot of uh, Wuhan where it's like you know drone footage to show that like no one's outside, right. everyone's you know staying at home, and also you had this like, the situation was because it was so bad where you literally had to order. Uh, breakfast, like mm-hmm. you, you know, you got no food, and yeah. also like no one's trying to see each other. Say in a condo building, you get a pass every every two days, I believe, from like you know since I think two weeks ago, where uh, say this is like a condo building from from a single household. You every every family has uh, you know one pass for two days. If you're trying to go out to get some groceries, you can, but like you can only use this pass, or it's not allowed. So it's like you're literally trapped in your own house. Where in Toronto, it's the same thing. You go back to your house, you're trapped. Just like, you know, the rat, like you're of the, because it's you're of the rat, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they both have little tattoos. Yeah, so if they're sisters or, you know, couples or twins, they're, they're, they're both uh, 24 years old. Because it's like, you know, like a, they have like cycle thing. Yeah. So do you, um, do you have friends and family over there who are experiencing this? Because for someone who's over here and right. who shot the film over here, uh, I felt that, because I have friends and family over there who are experiencing this right now, I felt that your portrayal was very accurate. Right. So I was just kind of wondering how you came about you know, your journey to actually get that on screen. Like, it was, how did you get it so accurate? Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, thanks very much. So it was like... I, I actually only came here for like for my university. This is like my fi- I would say this is my like sixth year here, and I I've used WeChat, speak Mandarin all my life. So I'm like heavily involved with you know WeChat marketing. I've done like a lot of fashion stuff with you know helping a local companies such as Horanfru, Hudson's Bay, uh, YSL, like any of those beauty brands that targeting the Chinese community on WeChat. Right, right. And also on WeChat, there are just like so many like news updates and articles about you know the virus like every day, and yeah, it just felt like you know I like, and also obviously I look up to you know people like Eddie Wong, Edison Chen, uh, Simu Liu, or you know these guys just like you know trying to bridge, uh, you know the between East and the West, and also just really you know be a good representation of, like Asian artists, so. I got inspiration from that, and also I want to make it like an English, English subtitle short film so that people in here can understand. I feel like you know that that would be the goal, where at least you know get them thinking, you know, or like before you think, oh, this is like fun, but like you know, don't do it because like you gotta like literally that's that's how they feel. So, but like I feel like a lot of people, I don't know, like to Asians, they just like, and also it's so far away from like. It's not that far away. It's like a three-hour drive from Toronto. I just feel like which people think is like far away from us. So it's like it's okay to try to attempt to do it. The second time they made it on the news, like it's just like it's just crazy to see something like this happen, like in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And also, 
I don't really, I don't know if you guys seen the show like uh, the NBA player uh, Serge Ibaka. He has a cooking show yeah. called uh, How Hungry Are You? Yeah, right. Yeah, My friend that. like actually filmed the show. I oh, met wow. like Serge like you know one time at Tiffany's event, uh, literally last year. I just felt like you know in the show and there were a lot of wild animals as well, yeah. right? But like you know somehow, but it's just like I don't get it. It's just like um, it's a virus storm or fire you know it shouldn't discriminate right right no exactly yeah but also it's like when it comes to asians like oh you guys are like you know passing dog and you know blah blah blah, blah. they can just go on they can just go off right and this yeah. is all your fault it's like like you know so i i mean i get that you have a ton of passion behind yeah. this project um, so i guess kind of a, a multi-part question here right was that passion what drove you to make this film, or because I, I also noticed there's a, the name Banix in there, right. so I'm guessing that's your sponsor. Right. So so what what came first? How did this come about? Yeah. So at first, uh, so I was having a coffee with the owner of the, the company Banix. It's an app where it does like foreign excuse me currency exchange. Right. And we're like, why don't we do something that's like that's going to help the, the the Chinese community but like more of the younger younger generation I, I talked to him about what happens at Queens I just felt like people in there they needed a voice and I mean the English speaking world it's like because I saw the article you know what, what, what happened at yeah. the party on WeChat first a lot of my friends didn't know had no clue because I felt like you go to CNN you go to National Post uh, CTV it's like things get missed like they don't like you know and I saw it on WeChat first and I was like yo it's not like doing much if you guys are just like sharing it within the you know it's just like basically I mean it, I mean, what it does is just like kind of prevents people from like coming to points to study right right but like you don't really fix it exactly yeah so I kind of I was like you know what I, I think I should you know like we should make a piece where it's about love and also incorporate that you know people because I have friend who paid um, that was like two days before making the film I, I saw my friend just literally bought uh, 50 like those blue masks oh wow uh, for five hundred dollars oh my god in, in here and shifted to China because his family is running out is running low oh because you're supposed to you know change like a single mask after four hours of use yeah. so if you go outside to go to the supermarket phone that's one gone right if you're trying to go like you know for like for a whole day of work you need at least two right so like it runs out really fast so it really just shows that and also in the real uh, Queen's party people are wearing like legit blue like medical masks right those are the ones that's like you know cost um, you know like a lot to get and they use it to party right where yeah. in the other scene in China like people are like like you just ran out like she right. was trying to like open the door but but you know she couldn't so basically that uh, what you saw happen yeah and when you learned about it that basically got you to pitch this idea to right to Bannix yeah 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 and then you when did you film this because 
I'm pretty sure turnaround's really. I, I have a rough timeline yeah. from Nightingale. Yeah, yeah. So turnaround was really fast. Right. Right. Yeah. So how long did it take for you to make this? So uh, Valentine's Day is on the 14th. We shot yep. on the 12th, and then oh it came God. out the night of the 13th. Right. And then it. Blew it was up. all yeah. It was yeah. out on the on the night of the 13th, uh, and then like was kind of like started to promote it on right. the, on the 14th. And but also I felt like. A lot of my friends, like you know, reposted it on WeChat as well. But you know, I, I felt like, especially after the repost on the on on Facebook, I felt right. like you know, at least I, I can kind of just giving back to the to the Chinese community back in Queens. So when did you pitch it to Penix? Oh, it was Saturday, the, on the week of. It was like literally four days before the actual shoot. Shoot. Yeah. And then from so, there. You, yeah. you ended up on City TV on the 16th. Right. That is, right. wow. That is really fast. So how has, I mean, you mentioned this earlier. You got right. more negative, uh, I guess, response on YouTube itself for right. the City TV article. Yeah. But how about yeah. overall? How has response been, at least as far as you know? Oh, from family? my friends, I, you know, I've got so far, I've got nothing but, like, really good feedback. Right. I have like people DMing me about oh I saw this uh, I saw you on City TV News I was you know born, I, I was born in this country and I'm so sorry you know that uh, you know this and that happened I felt like yeah it's it's very good on my on my personal channel or my own social media platforms that's good yeah but like you know others I don't really I don't really read that much I just like read the first hand and then also like whoever commented it's like. You haven't watched the film, so you know. I do can, notice that a lot of people who make comments about your film, they're like, "Oh, that's clearly my, haven't watched it." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, that you, you think that's like you know, that's racism? That's my everyday life, boy. You know, you're like you're such a baby, you know, stuff like that." It's like, bro, you haven't watched the film yet, but like it's just it's cool to see. Like I don't see, I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't you know being because I was really about. Just kind of telling people how people, you know, how you, how your actions can make people feel. And everyone comes from like a different background, right? Yeah. So you know that can get people talking. I'm like, wow, you know, like we definitely need more voice. I'm like, you know, they don't want us to see us on TV for sure. Well, I'm just glad, I guess, from your experience, that it right. seems the positive is outweighing the negative, which is sure, very, sure. very heartening to hear because. I think we need that right now. Really, yeah. we, we do. need more positive. We need more positivity. Yeah, I just feel like out when, there. when you when you think like, because people still, at the end of the day, people are still gonna say something, right? A lot of, of people say, "Oh, Parasite is uh, not, it's not in English, right? It's not an English film. It should yeah. be." It's still a movie. Yeah, exactly, right? It's just like when it comes to like you know Asian, I think there's still a lot of like a lot of work to do. Yeah, especially you know because I felt like all the other videos are getting like what like five comments. I got like 50 comments in no time. I'm like, yeah. wow, like, what did I do? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I yeah. didn't, yeah. Like, I think it was like pretty neutral. Just, you know, and also the party was real. It happened, right? And yeah. also, like, stuff happening on those, like, not like a mainstream media, but like, you know, platforms like uh, Six Buzz or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. There was, a, so the restaurant called the Wuhan Noodles, actually, you know, we can get in like, what, like 13 calls? Yep. Like, it's just like harassment. But oh, do you guys sell like you know bat soup or 
stuff like that. And we actually to, did our uh, Valentine's Day episode from there. Right, right, yeah. exactly, right? To, to help them out. Yeah, exactly. You know, why'd you guys... But it's like, you know, things all happen underneath. So I feel like whoever has a voice, you know, they just gotta... Gotta use it. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot exactly. of people, oh, like, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, it's not gonna, not gonna do much, especially from... Uh, I actually ran into like an older lady, you know, where like chatting, she was like, oh, what does that gonna do? It's like, you know, it doesn't matter. But I was like, okay. But like, I felt like it does because everyone should take it. Because if you think about, you know, like all these, uh, you know, athletes or uh, musicians or, you know, uh, or like from other backgrounds, like, you know, I have a lot of people who are doing music. Uh, or sports, you know, they've been just like, you know, fighting for their rights for like, you know, just exactly. trying to be a good representation of their own people for like, you know, years. You know, Asians should, you know, do the same thing. I think he's just getting started with the crazy rich Asians and, you yep. know, Parasite. I'm just like, I'm just happy to see like, you know, Asians win because you don't really see a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. you don't want your kids like growing up, like, you know, watching TV, like you don't see uh, like the Asian character. So, yeah, I definitely love, you know, those movies, like, you know, to be made, like, you know, boys, all the boys I used to uh, I love, you know, the cast and the crew, or like an Asian guy on like Riverdale or 13 Reasons Why, that just like make me feel happy. So it's not just that, you know, Asian, like nerdy kids or, you know, because it's not just like one, like, I don't know, like perspective is like, you know, like we're like multi-dimensional. Yeah. 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 So right, let me let me. No, have some more food, but um, yeah. I guess uh, I'm I'm curious. On yeah. a more artistic note, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so your your turnaround was really fast, and your two leads, Carmen Chen and, and Nightingale, <laughs> who is my Padawan, <laughs> um, were absolutely phenomenal. They were perfect, in my opinion, Aww. perfect. And I may be biased. They're perfect, perfect for their roles. They Ooh. did an amazing job. So, could you just speak a little bit to, uh, I guess, the casting process? How long did it take for you to find the right performers for your piece? And what, I guess, wh why did you choose them? Like, wh what about their, I guess, their auditions uh, <laughs> stood out to you? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, we started the, the casting process on, uh, the, on Saturday, on that week of uh, the way. Is the week before the filming? Yeah, the Saturday. Yeah, the Saturday. So we did it like actual. We did a casting at the Pink House, right, um, in Yorkville, and uh, we have like you know just people coming in. I like, I like how you know Carbon's like acting approach is very subtle. It's very small, but like I'm happy to see those details get shown on the screen. Because in that morning you were you weren't there yeah. in the morning at the condo yeah. scene. I was like, you gotta be more, you know, because like her acting is just like so subtle. And also, she's still in Toronto film school. I mean, it's good, but like you know, she's very into like post production. She likes to do you know photos as well. I'm just trying to, but like after we, we you know we go back to the editing room, it actually you know it actually worked a lot of a lot of shots. And it has like uh, some sort of contrast between you guys, you know, which, which is which is great. Well, that's phenomenal. Wait, you, you you were mentioning about. Sorry, what was the question again? Well, it's basically. Why were we chosen? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like what about the Nightingale? Okay, I guess the process because oh, no. it was so yeah, yeah. fast. Yeah, of course. Right? That I, I mean, 
did you get a lot of submissions? Right, right. I did actually. I was surprised, but at the same time, I want to see um, like someone was a good demo reel first, and then I'll ask for you know, right. want to tape it. And then I saw I saw yours, which is which is amazing. I was like, but I I gotta I gotta you know. You still Fendi, gotta audition. Fendi was like, let me let me see, like let let's send her the um, the, the, the script. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had that like literally the day before. Yeah, because I saw it in the evening, so I was like, I missed the audition because I didn't know about it because right. it was so last minute. Yeah, exactly. Cause like all those things, like all the pre-production stuff, also like with the equipment and everything else that we had to take care of, it's like it should usually takes longer, right? You have yeah. more time. And right. now it's like, it's all like us trying to like make this thing work. Yeah. And also there's no, you know, products involved mm-hmm. with with the actual film. It's literally just about like yeah. our things, like my baby, right? Yeah. We're like, let's, you know, yeah. let's do this. I was very interested in it. So then I ended up submitting in the middle of the night. I was like, right. I sent an email, like, I think it wasn't middle of the night, but it was like pretty late after. And right. I was like, I should try. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll get a self tape request. <laughs> so right. I was like hoping. And then Benton emails me and he's like, yeah, we still want you to do a self tape. I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> but then That's he sends the email good. like pretty late, like wasn't right after. Right. And then he was like, you have until two. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I just woke up. Right. <laughs> Yeah, everything is like literally like so la- yeah. like so last minute, yeah. and like we lost a lot of sleep for it. But it was it was really worth it, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm like I'm really happy we got mm-hmm. the, like you know you and Harmon. It's it's just like amazing. Yeah, you guys like stay extra hours. Like super super grateful. Yeah, you were so excited. You're like yes yes. Yeah yeah, <laughs> it, it was hard because like we didn't really get because it's very last minute. Yeah. And, yeah. and we couldn't get like enough extras i wanted extras to be like like say twice as you know twice the number as that just so like when you walk in you just you know you're just feeling it you know it's like it's real i want people to see oh it's a real party but we made it work i felt yeah. like it's just enough people to make it look like you know a party. it looked like a party it because, really did because supposed <laughs> movie yeah, magic yeah because it's supposed to be like you know to show that that you know group mentality mm-hmm. right also the way you shot i love how because it's in it's in a room, right? But right. It, the implication is there's more people in the other parts of the building too. Right. Like that's just the because it was very uh, dynamic the right. way you were going in and all that. I was like, right. yeah, the, it's all implied, right? Right. So I loved it. I thought oh, it was it was well done. Um, so filmmaking is that what you went to school for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to uh, went to Queens for film and media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the days and. Uh, no, this is like something I'm like super passionate about. I take I take photos as well. I have two uh, photo albums dropping this week. It's you know fashion, a lot of fashion stuff uh, compared to like you know the documenting. This is like you know documenting uh, life and like you know say a transcend story. I like I like film or video as a medium to, yeah. to tell the story rather than like photos or photo I just like kind of focus on uh, editorial style fashion mostly but you mentioned earlier that uh, you came here for university but where did you grow up well, I grew up in China uh, yeah I was born and raised in Hunan central part of China uh, the major city I was like you know fairly it's not that close but like it's like four hours by bullet train that's Beijing mm-hmm. yeah so it's like I would say the middle, not like not like up, like north of China, but more like the middle, like the central part right. of China. So what was it like growing up there? 
because I, 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 I'm very born here, so. Yeah, yeah, it, it's because it's like a small city vibe, very close to Kingston, but in terms like uh, um, scale, it's like, you know, like Kingston to Toronto, like, you know, compare my city, it's like, it's probably something like that, very quiet. If you go, I, I would, you know, after dinner, I would, you know, growing up, I would uh, go out for a stroll with my parents, and then I, I would see like our neighbors, <laughs> like you know, we'll go like in circle, we'll uh -huh. go to the same park. It's like it, not much is going on really, not much for like entertainment or fashion. Like you really have to go to the cities like uh, Shanghai, uh, Beijing, or you know Chengdu uh, for those type of opportunities. Yeah, and then I went to uh, Henan Experimental uh, High School, which is a Sino-Canadian program. Okay. Yeah, it's like a boarding school, but you know you have to. So I don't get to go home that often anymore. So I like go home like once every once every month. Yeah, we have teachers from Canada. So and then you know, graduated from there, uh, I got into um, I got accepted. That I, I got accepted by Queens, UBC, and Western, so I, I just I picked Queens. I was like, let me let me sharpen up my English. <laughs> so the transition from China to, to Canada, how has it been for you? Has it been easy or not? Oh, this this is really good. Yeah, no, um, it was really good because. No, the dumpling's good, but yes. my experience has been like, you know, very difficult at first. I didn't know nobody yeah. in my first year. Yeah, it was hard because like everyone's speaking English, right? Because I, because I don't know, maybe like some people told me that if you go to Canada, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, Chinese that speak Mandarin as well. So you wouldn't, but that's Toronto, man. <laughs> that's yeah. not Kingston. So I, I got up from the airport, my... My family, friends, kid picked me up. We stayed at uh, his place for like a night, and then he got a car for me. He just like the driver just drove me to to Kingston. It's like a ride share, right? Those things. Yeah, I got it dropped off in front of the the, the dorm, <laughs> and you know I was like there were only two Asian people on that floor. Like oh one's like from Korea, and his English is not as you know like. It's like, I was okay, I felt like, but like we never talked, because like English is not our, like, we can't really talk, speak in Korean, we can't really talk in, you know, Mandarin, so it's like, sh he's living on the other side of the hall, like here, so, yeah, yeah, I just started making new friends, but I really like, kind of like, fit, like started to fit in, like since my second year, I started my own club, uh, which oh, what, kind of, sorry, what? what kind of club? Oh, it's, it's called Queen's Fashion Photography. Ooh. Yeah, it's a new club. I won. I won the best club of the year. Well, congrats! Oh, thank you. Um, I, I I I got it on Queen's Journal, which is the same journal that you know. Oh yeah, the coronavirus yeah, party yeah, article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, when I was still there, I I, I went on Queen's Journal because I went to New York Fashion Week and all those like you know, fashion stuff I did back yeah. then. Yeah. So there was that. So like first year has been like you know super super tough, yeah. Because I, I just felt like I haven't I haven't speak like English in like the whole summer. Because like after the graduation of like four months, I was just like chilling at home, and then I, I just took the flight in like September second. I remember that that's like a Labor's Day, right? 
and I was late for the orientation. I had like jet lag. That was my first time, like uh, you know, like leaving my like uh, leaving China to like a whole new country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought like you know it's gonna be fun, right? And then like I just started calling all my friends, like yo, I don't, I want to move, like I want to move back to Toronto, like any like York University or U of T, right? Because I felt like. I just need to be around my friends, right? This is like, this is hard. Because mm-hmm. you go outside, especially for those university towns, mm-hmm. it's so quiet during Thanksgiving because everyone all go back to like Markham and like Toronto <laughs> and like it's just you, right? Yeah. Yeah. If it's here, it wouldn't be like a lot easier. The tons of like, you know, international students, you wouldn't feel like you know, there are events, there are like, you know, places to go. Yeah. For sure. And then like it was the second year where I really, had like you know the grasp of like you know what a like Canadian university like should feel like. I'm just gonna pay for my parking quick. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Since we are a food podcast, I do want to ask. Uh, since you are from China, how's the food over here? <laughs> yeah. Compared to back home, I feel like I. Okay, I'm like I'm kind of like yeah no no for sure. I think it's better honestly in terms of like quality. You know the. The ingredients they're using, I think it's, it, I think it's better, uh, because in in Toronto it's very different. I was like just in Montreal for Christmas. Um, I had like a dim song. I had yeah. dim song in the morning. The quality, like compared to like a, say like just like a, you know a good like dim song spot like in Markham or Richmond Hill, it's like you know there's no comparison. Like Toronto, like like Chinese food in Toronto are like really really good in my opinion it's like you can't really beat it i went to japan for like ramen uh like for a friend's wedding not for my ramen but i had like you know <laughs> different like you know i go to i'm like a ramen geek in a way i try like a lot of like ramen shops in toronto it's i like i actually like you know the ramen was like you know how they made in here with chashu and uh fried chicken the way they do it it's just like i think it's very good yeah, you w- you wouldn't think it's as authentic, but like you come here for the dumplings, like you know, that's how you know. It's like it's different than the ones you get, like the frozen ones in the in, yeah. the, in the in the supermarket. You mm-hmm. get you know, you cook it at home. It's very different. It's very chewy, and yeah, this is actually you know surprised me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm really impressed with the food here. Yeah, for me, like... Thank you passed me for discovering this place. Well, thank you for the recommendation, <laughs> This is good, this is good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so kind of circling back right. to the film, what are, your, what, are you, what are you planning to do with it, if anything? Like, what are your hopes for it? Uh, festivals, maybe? Anything? Yeah. Me and the producer, we're actually working on that right now. We're actually working on another project, but like, you know, soon after that's like, you know, the script's been, you know, finalized and we like start, you know, pitching and this one start reaching out to more platform. Mm-hmm. I do notice that, you know, I do realize that, you know, the length is a bit short, you know, in terms of like what we're trying to say, it was like, you know, especially with like major uh, uh, film, film festivals, obviously, there's a lot of more we want to, we want to do, uh, you know, or we want people to think in the in the in the short film. So, also future, you know, hopefully we can do like you know a longer, not like a. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. 
uh, not like a longer version, but like, you know, something that's like, you know, similar that promotes, I don't know, just the culture, I guess. I really like, you know, what Eddie Wong, you know, does for the, for the culture and community in New York. So, yeah, something like that for sure. Anything else on the horizon outside of that? Oh yeah, I'm working. On, I'm currently working on a film with uh, with uh, a bunch of other producers. We're in the very early stage of like, you know, uh, pitching to uh, production companies and uh, producers. It's it's about a kid. It's about an Asian kid, uh, you know, coming from China, but but with, um, you know, with a passion for hip hop. So yeah, like because I'm really into the you know the movie Mid-90s vibes, right. where, you know, we all, like, you know, grew up to, and, yeah, I just feel like, you know, I like something that's, like, very natural, and also just true to our life, <laughs> at the same time, it's not, like, you know, too corny, yeah. Well, I look forward to watching that when it's done. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. What so I really like is like your journey is cut, has like come full circle because like you went to Queens and then you saw an event that happened at Queens that right. is basically kind of like a way you came back to kind of like set things right and be like, this is right. not the experience I had right. and that we could be better for the future. Yeah, exactly. Because I just feel like, I don't know why, because I feel like after that, every time the school was like, ah, you know, so sorry that happened, but like, it's almost like it's all kind of okay, but it's really not, you know. And also, I think you know, school because it's funny that Queens posted something on their Facebook about like anti-racism after I, I I dropped my post in the overheard of Queens group. Yeah. In that big group, I felt like I don't know, maybe like fifty percent is because of that. <laughs> but I just felt like you know it's important that people have their own voice. If you don't, okay. you know, you need a you need like representation where you know you, like people can see. And also, I feel like they are, you know, the one who needed help the most because they still have to go in through, you know, the rest, like, say, four years. If there's, because I feel like most, there's, like, majority, if not majority, I would say, you know, at least half of the international students are, you know, coming from Asia, mm-hmm. like Queens, or, and um, also the number, like, since I graduated, definitely has doubled, if not tripled. Right. But like, you know, things still happen, right? <laughs> so it's like, um, um, so I felt like just, you know, kind of give them some, you know, sort of help they need, or at least, you know, I saw a lot of people shared it on their Facebook. Yeah. It's just like, you know, to show that, um, you know, to their people. And um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're lending your voice to the community. Yeah. So for people who haven't seen the film, uh, where can they find it? Oh, they can find it on YouTube. It's called Wuhan to Toronto. Uh, you can search a Wuhan to Toronto short film, mm-hmm. and uh, it, yeah, it will pop up. Yeah, right. If you want to, you, or you can search the same thing and just like type City News TV, right. City News Toronto. <laughs> that that you know the, the feature will pop up. But as well. YouTube is the platform that it yeah. is. That yeah, it is yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And how about you? How can people find you online and follow your journey? Uh, you can uh, for my work or photography. Uh, I do. You can type in jiajiangfilms uh, at to see my, the films I've done in the past and also uh, the photos I, I took. Awesome. 
Awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, They're really nice pictures. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go have a look. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate taking the time to sit down and uh, eat and chat with us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hope, for you, sure. hope you enjoyed yeah, this you. as thanks. much as we did. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the food. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah. And uh, so to wrap things up, Knight, where are we again today? We are at Dumpling House Restaurant at 328 Spadina Avenue. So again, it is at the intersection of Spadina and Main Street. So that is like the heart of Chinatown. And Knight, how can people find you online? I guess you can find me online at, on Instagram at Knight.Glynn. How about you? Where can people stalk you? People can stalk me on Twitter and Instagram at Michael C.W. Chan. I also have a website, www.michaelchan.ca. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in every other week. We really appreciate your support. And as always, stay, stay hungry. hungry. This has been Talking With Our Mouthful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. The music by bensound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you join us on Instagram and Twitter at, at TWMF Podcast. We have a lot of bonus content like food picks, behind the scenes shenanigans, and more info about all the places Michael and Nightingale visit. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. A new episode comes out every two weeks. Thanks again for listening and stay hungry. <laughs>